visit Cape and Cowell Comics at 1601 Clay Street in downtown Oakland, California, open every day, or online at capeandcowlcomics.com. Welcome to the Cape and Cowell Comics Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by a very special guest. His name is Dennis Brown. How's it going, Dennis? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Dennis, you are a local artist, correct? Yes. All right. So yeah, why don't we get started and have you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just go off of what you initially started. But yeah, I'm yeah. just uh, based in San Francisco. i uh, been in San Francisco for about a little bit over seven years now. And uh, yeah, by trade, I'm, uh, I'm an illustrator and... Um, but also, I enjoy doing like a, a lot of like side projects, like partaking gallery shows and you know here and there like conventions and just other kind of creative oriented projects and such. So, great, yeah, yeah. Um, like we chatted a little bit earlier, but it sounds like your um, your spectrum is pretty wide in terms of the different types of art that you do, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about about that like um well first off a little bit of background uh, how we met we met at the alternative press expo ape mm-hmm. uh, the last one uh, it was in i think it was october last year yes. um and yeah i just you had a table mm-hmm. and I, I walked by and i just was kind of digging your stuff you know Thanks. so one thing yeah uh, so you have you do patches right mm-hmm. and that that's kind of what struck me just really cool patches and I had to have one and that kind of started a little conversation and then here you are um, <laughs> but I you know I don't know a whole lot about uh, the other stuff you do so tell us about your, your other artwork yeah um, well where to start uh, yeah I, it's, it's always kind of funny like as far as like the starting point of like how to I guess how to talk about I guess what I do and because um, I guess by trade, I, I've I've worked in different different industries, but then when it comes mm-hmm. to like my own personal work, I I I have a lot of interest, and I just enjoy just making uh, a range of different types of types of work. I mean, everything from you know traditional paintings uh, to I mean silkscreen posters to to zines and and some of the the stuff you mentioned, like the patches, like that's just kind of like an extension of just stuff that I just enjoy creating. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it seems kind of vague, but it's, it's kind of like if you were to, I guess, I don't know, I guess overlook, I guess the, the range of, of work that I do, then it kind of better explains the, the, the type of stuff I do. Right. But I you got to see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of hard to kind of like summarize in, um, I don't know. Yeah, to kind of summarize, like just just the mix of different things I do. But yeah, I mean, to, I guess to generalize it is like, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, I've worked in like social games as far as like uh, like a day job, and then currently I'm working in fashion. And um, you know, right now I do like uh, apparel graphics as as the day job, and then like I said, in, in my side time, I still partake in like uh, gallery shows. So I do a lot of like uh, traditional paintings. Um, and as far as the mediums with the traditional paintings, it, it just kind of just varies on, um, I guess, whatever um, uh, either I'm into at the time or I just have uh, 
I don't say necessarily focus, but yeah, I kind of dabble in different different types of mediums. But okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you mentioned fashion. Like, I mean, even the patches. Like, that's something people can wear. You know, like mm-hmm. um, when we talk about an artist, that's not typically the case. It's something you can frame, put mm-hmm. on a wall, mm-hmm. um, or like like a comic book artist, something you can read. Mm-hmm flip through but that must be kind of a different thing something people wear whether it's a patch or like you do t-shirt design too is that correct yes yeah 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 yeah. and um and like uh uh, bags too right uh bags as far as like uh what's that like oh so like um i'm probably thinking more of the the patches but just like along Mm -hmm. the lines of like wearable art like Mm -hmm. like is there a different approach to like let's say like you say like you've done some zines right like Mm -hmm. something that's going to be on paper that something someone reads versus something that someone is going to like wear is there a different kind of mindset creatively there yeah for sure i mean it's like uh well i mean a a lot of i guess the products and 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 such is definitely well for one rooted in the the actual image and the the art itself so um i guess to try to see how to better explain but um yeah i guess for the most part as far as like how i got into patches i mean um like i think over time i've realized that uh i enjoy having like or creating art in two different avenues like one Mm -hmm. avenue is like uh just creating art in general, you know, whether it be drawings or painting. Um, and then the other avenue is like uh, creating products. And and when I mean creating products, as far as like, you know, creating art, I mean, it's one thing, but then like taking the art that I make and actually applying them to products. Like yeah. uh, I've just always kind of been fascinated to see how, you know, my, my art could be repro- you know reproduced in another medium. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, I think my earliest like fascination was, uh, um, I remember I used to hang out at the the library when I was like in fifth grade, and I uh, discovered like the the photocopy machine. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember the first time I photocopied like one of my drawings, I was like, I was kind of bugging out because I was like, oh man, like I, I can actually reproduce my drawings. Yeah. And like, I mean, because it was like one thing at you know at the time to like do a drawing, but then have that, and then your friends would ask you like, hey, can I have that drawing? And I'm like, no, this is, this is my drawing. Like, <laughs> right, you know, one like, of a kind. <laughs> but then I could I could photocopy it, and I was like, oh man, this is a way that I could actually hand out my work. So, right. um, a lot of like the early stages of like actually creating products was, I mean, I guess they weren't necessarily zines in the traditional sense of like you know. Um, photocopying sheets and then you know folding it and stapling it but Mm -hmm. in a way I kind of like had a an early I guess experience in that where I I did photocopy like I don't know maybe five to ten drawings and then I would just like staple the corner and kind of just hand out to to friends or whatever and um but I mean uh, I guess reference I guess the point of bringing that it was just kind of like I feel like that was kind of like the starting point and then to kind of uh, circle back to like patches is like that's kind of like more of the uh the the more evolved uh i guess version of that where it's like um it's like well i don't know if that makes any sense but <laughs> it's kind of like uh i mean there's a couple of things with the patches actually because uh i think one like 
uh, I'm actually a, a collector at heart. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I collect a range of different things, like everything from from art to, to art books to uh, to patches and lapel pins and um, and my, my father was in Air Force and I and I, I grew up in the military, so I think subconsciously, like I've uh, uh, I don't know. Developed, I guess, a taste for like you know just cool patches. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I used to go to like military surplus stores, and I'd, I'd, uh, I don't know, I'd see some of these kind of like uh, I don't know, just kind of like interesting designs and whatnot. And mm-hmm. um, I think when it came down to like, um, how should I say? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I guess there was a point where I started collecting patches, and then mm-hmm. I just got to the point where I was like, well, why don't I just make my own? So, um, you know, with the collection that I had, I kind of like studied the, the, the fundamentals of like what makes like a cool patch. And like, I kind of took those principles and then applied them to my own kind of design aesthetic and, and, uh, yeah, I kind of did my first set. And, uh, luckily when I guess I did do them, like I kind of landed at a time where, um, folks were actually, I don't want to say necessarily it's like a trend right now but it's kind of like i feel like i kind of uh produce the product at at a right time where mm-hmm. it's people are more um i don't know we'll say well i guess just open to like purchasing those those type of items or yeah i don't know that, i don't know if that makes sense but yeah <laughs> yeah definitely you know i'm curious about like how just the mechanics of it like you know you you were a patch collector and then like the jump from that to making your own that that is completely foreign to me like mm-hmm. like did you have to do a lot of research on how to get these made or like yeah how did t- take me through that like mm-hmm. the, the step from i collect patches to i create patches yeah. you know what, what's like how, how how do you bridge that gap um well i guess it goes back to to my i guess my background as like a as an illustrator, so um, I mean, as far as like my my, my general training, um, initially it's, it's uh, say. Well, where did you do your your training in art? Did you do? Oh, uh, so yeah, go to school uh, for it? yeah, I went to, uh, to uh, Ringling School of Art and Design. Okay. Uh, I think actually they changed the name to, to college. Okay. Uh, Ringling College of Art and Design. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I studied uh, illustration um, back in t- between two thousand one and two thousand five, and uh, pretty much yeah, I just got kind of like my general training, everything from like learning traditional fundamentals of like um, you know mediums and understanding anatomy, and mm-hmm. um, even just the basis of creating an image, and like um, a lot of it was kind of geared for like you know editorial um, kind of work, mm-hmm. editorial being like you know magazines and and whatnot, but um, but yeah, just the basis of, of learning how to make an image and how to apply it to some um, some form or some some need. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of like the root of a lot of the things that I do. It's like I had the kind of like once you had the the fundamentals of like how to even create an image. Then as far as like where you could apply, it, you could have so many. There's so many variants and so many ways you could mm-hmm. you could take that image. So. Um, so even with the patch, I mean, it's just like a, an extension of that where it's like the, the the overall design process is like I um, I do a drawing to the scale of the patch. So usually the standard patches are like three by three, you know, which is mm-hmm. 
and in in the circle format too so i kind of kept it like real simple but um kind of yeah kind of kept the color simple drew it to scale you scan it um clean it up in photoshop and then once you have like the digital file then it's something that you could just hand off to uh, a manufacturer and the manufacturer from there will, will take your file and then um I'm not too sure how they apply the the art on their end, but mm-hmm. uh, usually my, my typical process is um, do design, send it off, and within a week I get like a scan sample of of the patch, and it's like um, it's actually like a physical copy that they scan. But then okay. from there, like I go in and uh, kind of make my edits, and then I go back and forth until I get to oh, the okay. the finished product, and then approve it, and then it just goes to production. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, has there ever been a case where, like, before you give the approval to move forward, has it come back and you're like, "Whoa, this looks a lot different than I thought it would turn out." Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's that's inevitable with just general production, just because. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there's only out of all the patches I've designed, I'd probably. I'd say there's probably like a few cases where it's like they just nail it off the the bat, okay. but usually uh, it's inevitable that there's gonna be some type of like edit. So I mean, I think the the worst I've experienced was maybe four or five revisions until we actually landed on one okay. you know, final. Oh wow! And and you gotta keep in mind too, like it's like every time there's a change, there's kind of like a week turnaround because you have to get another sample. Okay. So like with that said, I think. I think one design almost took like two months just to wrap up and just to get into production. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you had mentioned, um, kind of a military upbringing and that perhaps has informed your work a little bit, but I'm curious too about any other influences, like what sort of stuff has kind of been an influence on you and, maybe has kind of shaped your your work hmm. yeah, that's another broad one where it's like <laughs> it's kind of hard to doubt because i have uh yeah i mean that's absolutely like I said, that's so many interests i mean everything from um you know other artists to uh nostalgia like you know things i grew up on and uh places i've lived like fortunately i got to live in some pretty pretty interesting places and um yeah, naturally, you know, those places have an impact. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it could, you know, <laughs> it's a big question. Just, yeah, there's just like so many, yeah, I just, uh, uh, yeah, so many interests. Like when, I said, everything from, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially if you talk about like nostalgia, I mean, every, you know, movies that we grew up on and, and being that, you know, I'm, I grew up in the 80s, like, uh, 80s cartoons to, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a lot of the, the movies and, uh, say video games but maybe the classic video games you know arcade style stuff but mm-hmm. um, music music probably has another factor but yeah so many so many ways you could okay so take you're you, you have a wide range of influences it sounds like yeah um, but yeah maybe get into some details like you mentioned um, some it's like some movies are, are there any particular movies that are your favorites or that maybe specifically have been an influence on your art i think my influence on my art like i said i feel like a, a lot of it is is it's it's a huge accumulation and it's, it's just like i think yeah having the eclectic taste like 
when it all comes together, then it, and then I think it kind of, uh, finds a way in my work somehow, mm -hmm. even if it's just like little, but, um, it's kind of hard to like pinpoint exactly, I guess what, but, um, I mean, I think if anything, like a huge, a huge component, I think to, to my, my image making is, um, the, I think it's safe to say yeah like like my time living in japan and like asia just because mm -hmm. uh it's me yeah japan just has so much uh i mean a lot of the content that they produce and a lot of the things that i, I kind of grew up on while i was living there i mean i was yeah i was in japan in the 80s so like um you know we had a we had an american channel and like you know actually we only had one american channel at the time when we lived mm -hmm. on uh the military base over there but like um so naturally you know as a kid like when i'm trying to watch tv i'm just trying to look for cartoons and whatnot so right so naturally uh you know i'll stumble across like japanese cartoons and um i mean i think yeah yeah one one big influence uh or it was a huge impact was like growing up watching like dragon ball okay. or dragon ball z like, yeah you know like uh and this was like watching it in real time like in in the 80s you know where mm -hmm. um um, I mean, this is before, like, you know, this, the, the, what should I say? Uh, I mean, this is before, you know, obviously it, it all came like stateside. So like I was seeing it kind of, it's in its raw, like, you know, best form, but then also yeah. I was, you know, stumbled upon like the like, Kamen Rider or, uh, Gundam and even just like a whole range of other Japanese mm -hmm. anime that I it probably even hasn't even came to the States yet, you know? Okay. That, uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's like one factor, but even just like Japanese culture, like maybe everything from like the art and design and um, yeah, actually products too. Like that's, I think another factor, like, you know, like seeing uh, like, like Sanrio products and like how they, how they, how they apply the art to all these different products and stuff like that. I think subconsciously uh, a lot of that stuff kind of like synced in, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know if that, yeah, I mean, I, that's cool. You, you actually grew up in Japan, right? Yeah. yeah. Say, uh, all together, roughly about 12 years altogether. Okay. Wow. Um, cause I would live, we lived in two parts of Japan, but we lived, uh, these two parts two different times so mm -hmm. but all together it was it was like a accumulation of yeah 12 12 years okay yeah yeah i definitely haven't lived there but you know i visited there a few uh -huh. times and yeah i know what you're talking about how there's obviously living there i'm sure there was like the manga and anime influences on you but you see like manga is kind of everywhere like uh -huh. you would see like um <laughs> A, a hard hat construction area and there'd be like a little bunny rabbit or something wearing a hard hat you know it's just really ingrained in the culture there like illustration mm -hmm. and um that sort of thing right um, yeah for sure i mean right? that was yeah that's like one thing that was like really cool just because yeah i think it, it is one of those things which is like subconscious like a lot of i, I took in a lot of that stuff where you would yeah kind of like what you're saying where you'd see like little illustrations on construction you know signs or whatnot or mm -hmm. even when, i don't know any any of the products that they have there'd be a lot of like illustrated characters and um uh, yeah safe to say like it's it, the the visual it's, it's definitely visual heavy you know yeah yeah um, i got that sense too <clears throat> yeah so i mean uh 
your answers to the influences question is interesting because it sounds like the way you see it is like kind of everything in your entire life has sort of influenced you and your artwork. It's not like you can pinpoint certain things, right? It's just sort of like, well, it's everything, you know, it's the environment you grew up in, it's movies, it's television, it's just anything that you've experienced has, has kind of resulted in what you do now right essentially okay yeah because i mean well even when you say like as far as like influence the art it's like it's i mean aside from the con i mean because that's influence is a lot of times heavy on the content but Mm -hmm. but then when it comes to actually image making it's there's even more on that because you're looking at like like technicality of like image making right so it's like like the way i draw a certain way or the way i paint it's it's they have their own influences, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be like the way I make marks with a pen, you know, I could easily be influenced by certain comic creators mm-hmm. or um, the way I actually paint traditionally. Like, I, I mean, I could pull up a list of each from each category, you know, so it's yeah. like so it's kind of like when you say influence, it's like it's hard to kind of break down all those different things because it's it's. uh yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I guess if that makes any sense. Like. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, it's just all interesting to me because like I had mentioned earlier, you know, my point of view is kind of a non-creative person who is fascinating, fascinated in creative stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and just to go through the mentality behind it is interesting because, you know, as kind of a someone who doesn't necessarily understand the process of it all you Mm -hmm. know to me it's sort of like oh it's maybe a simplified uh approach where it's like oh i I like this tv show and i like this comic book so Mm -hmm. that's gonna be my output my creative output but Mm -hmm. clearly it's more complicated than that it's sort of like everything together and mixed together and it comes out and it, you can't really categorize it as oh it's it's this one thing it's right. influenced by that one person you know right um yeah that's that's pretty interesting another thing i was curious about is um do you have like a i don't know like like a philosophy or just kind of a I don't know how to describe it, but just sort of like an approach to your work. Like, how, how does it how does it come out? Do, do you have like some is it something that's sort of pre-planned or um, it just kind of hits you? Like, what what is that like? Just the creative process. Um, yeah, I guess overall, I think the creative process is pretty. It varies, you know, just depending mm-hmm. on I guess what the, the the circumstance of what that either what the assignment is or what the project is um uh yeah like for example like you know if i had an opportunity to do like a gallery show um you know sometimes like a partaking group shows where it's like a theme group show mm, so it's okay. like okay um so you have some direction as to what you're gonna I mean, not do. not necessarily all the time but i mean that's just i was just kind of using necessarily or just using that as like example right where, like yeah so there's actually a, like a show coming up actually this saturday where it's a uh, it's a a friend of mine curated the show and the name of it he kind of generalized it under the title explorers mm-hmm. and um and the the overall theme was kind of based in space and just kind of like um just whatever open for interpretation of like exploring 
in space. Yeah. Um, so in that context, then it's like, well, what do I do with that that theme? And like, what do I, how do I come up with an image that I think um, appeals towards like you know my aesthetics of like how I make images, but also kind of fit the the theme of the show and mm-hmm. kind of tie in with the other artists that are also involved. But um, I mean, that's like one component. But then when it comes to like like say like a solo show then it's kind of um there's kind of layers in that because there's like the overall like okay well if i'm doing a solo like what's my overall theme of the whole show right yeah. and then if there's like you know multi themes under that then i kind of like um approach things accordingly but um i mean that's kind of like speaking on like you know like gallery stuff but uh i guess when it comes to like my own kind of either personal development or image making like um yeah it's kind of like another thing it kind of varies depending on like i guess the mood or Mm -hmm. or uh, what i have time to 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 work on um being that uh yeah i would have to say time time is actually a huge component to 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 the creative process you know because like say if you have a deadline um, sometimes you can just only work with what you have, you know, yeah. but if it's unlimited, then I think, uh, the more time it actually uh, like opens up more opportunity for the creative, uh, um, I don't know, creative process to kind of just thrive. Cause yeah. there's not like that constraint. You're just kind of like open to explore. And, and a lot of times in that type of setting, a lot of interesting things kind of come out, you know, but, yeah. um, it's uh i don't know creativity is like an interesting thing because it's like it's it's one of those where it's like yeah there's so many different ways you can take it you know because yeah. <laughs> no. uh because it goes back to like definition like how do you define creativity you know yeah um but how, how would you define it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a big very big you know? question right? yeah 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 so it's like <laughs> well yeah. um one thing i was curious about is you mentioned different situations where you are given some direction, like a themed show, mm-hmm. um, versus you know a situation where th- there isn't too much restriction. Do you do you have like a preference one way or the other? Do you like having uh, like something put upon you, like oh this has to match our theme, or maybe you, t- you mentioned the time. Oh, there's a time constraint, mm-hmm. or do you like having just complete freedom? Like I can do whatever I want whenever I want it. Like, yeah. is there a preference one way or another? Um, yeah. I mean, if ulti- I mean ultimately, if money wasn't like an you know an option, I mean, I would <laughs> <laughs> I would like I would like to do it. You know, like just just can i keep just working on my own stuff and just just because it's like um i would just say like i mean i guess kind of bring it back to like you know when i my initial interest in drawing and, and creating um it was kind of like this innate activity that i kind of just needed to do you know mm-hmm. and you know as a kid like um when you're creating you're, you're kind of just in this this zone or in this this element of just exploring and just i don't know you can't you're kind of just like in the moment and you're, you're just kind of creating and um and it's just crazy that like that that activity you know evolved into my current lifestyle as an adult mm-hmm. you know so like it's uh ultimately to be in a position to kind of return back to that that 
that kind of just free form, free, free form kind of expressive, um, you know, exploration. Like ultimately, I'd like to you know return back to that because mm-hmm. yeah, it's. I mean, that's like the. Um, there's something about that, like just that, just that uh, innate sense to just kind of create, you know, um, and uh, and naturally, yeah, like I I I try to situate or set up, I guess my my situ- or I would say my living situation to kind of accommodate that that opportunity, um, and you know whether it be like kind of working, you know do what I need to do to kind of like pay my bills and like, you know, do the job. But then like, you know, the moment that I have the free time, then I have that moment of exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately I, I, would, I would love to just kind of just do my thing without worrying about like, you know, these, these other responsibilities as, as, yeah. as far as being grown up, you know? Yeah. But cool. Yeah. I think that's, that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's what I would expect like to kind of strive to have, more freedom than not you know to be mm-hmm. able to create whatever you want to create mm-hmm. when you want to create it right yeah yeah cool um so you know uh we had mentioned before that uh you had a table at the ape convention mm-hmm. um but uh, separately you had mentioned you also have done some zine fests too right the mm-hmm. san francisco zine fest as well as the east bay zine fest right mm-hmm. um yeah tell us a little bit about that like um I, i've been to a few of those and i found it pretty interesting you know um the, the the spectrum of artists and creators who attend these uh, is really wide you know and mm-hmm. there's there's artists from all walks of life um what has your experience been so far att- attending these um well, I guess I'll speak on Ape first, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll I'll jump into I guess the Zine Fest and such. But okay. um, the thing with Ape, it's so it's just Alternative Press Expo, which is the um, it's the Bay Area's kind of like independent alternative press expo. Yeah, and um, for the most part, the a lot of the side projects that I kind of do, I feel like it's like the appropriate kind of kind of venue to kind of showcase and present my work just because it's um i mean what's cool about that particular event is it's it's more creative based than it is like say comic based you know like mm-hmm. if you wanted to compare alternative press versus like comic con or a, a comic con mm-hmm. where like you know a lot of the comic cons are more geared for like the a lot of times like hero based or like kind of mainstream yeah um uh, comic books and, and stuff that's kind of relative to that where the the alternative press like independent or indie I guess conventions are a lot more open just towards creatives in general so yeah. uh, my first experience actually going to one like um, you know I came across like graphic designers that had a booth that were selling posters and mm-hmm. just whatever they just created for themselves yeah. and then the next booth over would be like someone that hand sewn like plush characters and whatnot and then one booth over would be like an indie comic guy that he doesn't he does comics but he doesn't do it like superheroes you know so right. it's it's a pretty cool um how should i say convention or event where they they kind of just uh open up the platform for kind of creatives to kind of like you know present themselves present their work but also kind of network with a lot of other kind of like-minded uh 
I guess individuals and uh, so initially like I think that that drew my interest from the get-go just because like I said a lot of the work that I I kind of do on the side doesn't necessarily follow any particular um, I guess standard and I guess classif- well, classification wise like a lot of times I get kind of like the indie label just because mm-hmm. um, it's harder to classify I guess a lot of the stuff that I do do um, mm-hmm. so so yeah, I started with with ape um, but yeah so I moved to Bay I moved to the Bay seven years ago, and um, that was the very first like convention that I've kind of like started uh, showcasing the a lot of my my products at, and um, and then from there, oh, after from the first experience, it just became um, I guess in a way kind of a tradition to where like uh, I would try to try to keep up the pace and you know produce products for for every show, and um, and those events have been really great just because the people that I've met through them and. Um, the response that I get from from my work and I mean yeah opportunities like this like <laughs> you yeah. know I, I met you at, at April yeah. last year and you know it opened up this opportunity so um, yeah just conventions in general like I I, you know, I, I generally enjoy meeting people and um, and kind of like yeah just the social component mixed in with like you know sharing my art I mean it's a it's a pretty cool cool setup um, so that's yeah. Ape and then mm-hmm. as far as Zine Fest uh you know real quick so uh you've you've attended ape for several years straight now is that correct uh i've only missed i've only missed one year and yeah pretty much yeah i've been consecutive every year except for one year because i think that year i had a convention in la and that was the first time and it just was it was just gonna be too much to to kind of juggle two two conventions back to back so i decided to um sit out on I don't know. It was like two years ago. I sat out on that one just because okay. I had to drive out to LA and kind of prep up for that show. So okay, well that's um, great. I, I I know we met last year, but um, that's cool. You've been to it a lot. I've been to quite a few in the past as well. Okay, so it's a great show. Cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of uh, it was crazy because I mean, yeah, it was based in the city, and then all of a sudden it's in San Jose now. And yeah, um, and I, I mean, I prefer I, I prefer if it was in the city. Well, granted, I, I live in SF, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's further for me too so but but um yeah. but just vibe wise it's, it's it's a different i feel yeah i definitely feel like it's a different vibe well it's a different location so that has a huge factor too yeah but yeah. um yeah so there's ape and then uh yeah. as far as my experience with zine fest uh yeah. um safe to say zine, yeah safe to say zine fest is, is relatively new as far as uh my uh participation in in, in showcasing at those events but um I mean, overall, the the, the Zine Festivals are, are, are really cool. I mean, there's definitely a lot of um, parallels to to the Alternative Press Expo and like the the indie circuits, just because um, Zine fairs in general are, are are based in the kind of DIY, you know, mm-hmm. kind of culture, and yeah. where it's like, um, in you know, zines being short for magazines is like, a, I guess it's kind of rooted in a lot of just folks just um just kind of making their own content and just you know putting yeah. something together going to like kinkos and just stapling you know yeah. uh photocopies together and just kind of putting out their own kind of press or whatever content that they want to put right. out so um what's cool about those is it's uh yeah it's it's an interesting crowd because it's it's a it's you I mean you definitely get like a mixed bag and you know everything from just you know uh, writers to um folks that are like you know have a 
don't know. I would say, well, I guess a heavy. I would say political, but uh, it, it it's rooted in a, in a lot of cult. You know, how should I say? I feel like yeah, zines are it's safe to say it's rooted in a lot of like kind of punk, or um, kind of political. Um, I kind of kind of means of just kind of getting information out. Yeah, and then yeah. But, so I mean that's like kind of like one category, but then at the same time there's the other category of just just creators that just want their own content outside mm-hmm. of like the traditional uh well i don't know I, I guess which how you define a traditional format but yeah just yeah kind of just create our own you know products but uh and typically zine fests are usually um usually a one-day event and uh similar setup where like folks have their booth and they just set up you know whatever products they have and um and price point wise too uh, a lot of times the the zine fairs are, are, are a lot more affordable than I think the, the other standards just because, um, like I said, the, 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 I guess the, the root nature of like making zines is usually pretty affordable. So a yeah. lot of the products are uh, kind of priced accordingly and such. Yeah. But overall, they're, they're pretty cool fairs just because it's uh, the crowd that you get there and the, the people that you meet is definitely a lot different than, I would say a lot different, but there's, you can see the distinction, I think, amongst uh, that type of fair compared to like some of the other ones, you know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> that. I don't cool. know if that was a long-winded answer. <laughs> oh, no worries. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, no, and at this point, I just wanted to say, I think I mentioned before, but your work is awesome, man. Well, your so stuff is, is really cool, um, whether it's the patches you create or your illustrations, uh, you have a great style to you. And I definitely wanted to uh, give you the opportunity to let people know where they can find your stuff, give you a little plug. Yeah, um, I guess you had the two main outlets. Well, yeah, you can just go to my, I mean, my website is uh, bagger43.com. Okay. It's B-A-G-G-E-R-4-3.com. Yep. And on my my main website, it's a bit dated, but you can still get a gist of uh, uh, kind of my base portfolio. But I have a lot of links kind of attached to that. You know, everything from my store to uh, just other other random links. But um, and then my my Instagram, I'm actually a lot more proactive on. Okay. Uh, so my Instagram is at uh, bags four three. That's B A G S four three. Okay. And uh, um, yeah, safe to say I'm. I'm pretty proactive on that i usually try to post at least like once a day and um a lot of the content on there is a lot more kind of exclusive than any other uh platform that i actually uh provide (laughs) provide my work because uh i I do a lot of like time-lapse videos and just kind of post like whatever art stuff that i'm working on and um and i do go to like a lot of art shows and um other art related stuff so you'll see a lot of that on there um But yeah, and you had mentioned you have an exhibition this coming Saturday, right? Is that correct? Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, I have a. Well, it's actually a couple shows. Uh, mm-hmm. I have one show up right now. It's a group show, and it's in uh, it's in Upper Haight at uh, at Ruka or RVCA. Okay. Um, they have a group show going on right now. I just the show just went up last Friday. And I have like uh, some new work in that show. Uh, it should be up for the next few weeks. And um, I'm in another group show um, that's 
uh, opening this Saturday. Okay. Um, I don't have the exact times on me, but <laughs> you could check my uh, Instagram for, I guess, for more info. But there you uh, go. it's a it's a it's a theme group show based around uh, uh, space and explorers, um, and it's like a yeah, it's a mix of like a, a mix of local artists and some artists from uh, kind of all over the map, and um, yeah, it should be an interesting show. Great, so, yeah. <laughs> and I just realized why I thought of. You know, I mentioned bags earlier. It's is from your Instagram handle. Now, is there yeah. a um, a reason you've taken that bagger forty three bags forty three handle? Yeah. Is there some sort of meaning behind that? Just curious. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, actually. Uh, so my real name is Dennis Brown, and if you were to type Dennis Brown in Google. Uh, what's going to come up is the famous Jamaican singer okay. Dennis Brown, and probably a whole lot of other people, right? Uh, mainly him. Oh, mainly him. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's practically he's up there with like Bob Marley. He's oh like, wow, he's, he's like a famous uh, Jamaican singer. Okay. And um, so yeah, I'm taking it back to like my the college days when I was coming up with my, my website. Um, I was trying to think of something other than my my real name because I didn't want to have like the art of like Dennis Brown, you know, right, just something that was right. just kind of straightforward. So, yeah. um, so in high school I used to be a grocery bagger, and uh, part of my uniform was, um, you know, just wearing like a like a white polo tee. But all, we were all all the folks that worked at the the grocery store. We were all given like um, these pins that had uh, our numbers. We all had like different numbers, but yeah. it pretty much just said. My pin was Bagger Forty Three, so ah, it, it, okay. it pretty much it originates from my my high school job. Uh, so like I had my pin in my my dorm room, and I was like, oh yeah, like I think that'd be kind of cool to just like like what if I just ran under that as just like an art yeah. alias. So um, and yeah, I kind of just it kind of just stuck from there because uh, and it's kind of fun too, just having like the alias because uh, kind of from that I managed to get like different ways to like sign my name and different yeah. kind of like monikers like you know bags four three is like just a short version of right, bag right. of 43 and cool. um and they even like some of my friends from cause they either call me bags or bagger and just kind of like different oh, really? names under that but uh <laughs> okay but yeah it's kind of like yeah this, I, the, the, you know the backstory on that is just like uh when i used to be a grocery bagger yeah. um a lot of my good friends from high school we all worked together and uh yeah it was really fun times and um and a lot of them were still living in Japan at the time. So when I came to my website, it was kind of like a, like a small shout out to them. Where it's oh, like, okay. hey, like, yeah. you know, like I'm still, uh, like I still remember you guys, you know? Like, right, uh, right. And then, uh, and even just like the, just the general roots of it, you know, where um, part of my job was to uh, obviously bag groceries. But um, it was, it was kind of just humble beginnings, you know, just yeah. like uh, uh, we were paid off tips too. So we didn't have like a, any like set rate. It was just kind of like. You know, just kind of working from tips, but uh, yeah. Okay. So just the backstory on that. But. Cool. Do you still have that that pin? I do. You I do. do. Yeah, <laughs> still yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Uh huh. Awesome. Well, Dennis, it's been a pleasure having you. Thanks so much for coming out. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to come and hang out for a sec, and uh, hopefully, uh, it was somewhat entertaining. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Dennis and Henry. All right, peace.